Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, the first day that LeBron can have signed or could have signed his extension has come and gone. Uh, There have been some reports on that process and where it stands right now, so we're going to get into some of that. We also got kind of a weird report regarding Kendrick Nunn. Uh, I can't believe we're still doing this, but apparently he still (laughs) can't play five-on-five. So, great. Let's start with LeBron James' extension, or the lack thereof to this point. Uh, Dave McMenamin said that Rich Paul, LeBron, uh, and, and all of those people involved in those talks have indeed spoken, and that it was a productive meeting. Not so productive, though, that LeBron felt confident enough to sign his contract, right? So, uh, again, as we have kind of indicated to all of you guys throughout this entire process, LeBron, just like all of us, he's waiting for Kyrie, or at the very least, he's waiting for a Russell Westbrook move. I still think this winds up being a LeBron James one plus one, meaning one-year extension with a player option at the end of it type of deal, but look, we don't know here. Uh, Aaron Larsoul said that the Lakers are very confident on on yesterday's hook. That has been echoed in every conversation that I have had that uh, with with anybody basically that the Lakers think that he is going to be coming back. That has been echoed not just from the Lakers' perspective, but from James's camp's perspective that he and his family are very happy in L.A. So I don't think. This would ever reach a point where LeBron would not sign an extension here. Uh, Something drastic would have to happen. But look, the Lakers were very confident that they were going to get Kawhi Leonard. The Lakers were very confident that that, uh, at some point they were going to get Kyrie this offseason. And then now they're pretty confident that they're going to keep LeBron. And uh, the Kyrie thing still has an opportunity to come to fruition. Kawhi doesn't, though. So Intel hasn't been necessarily a strong suit here of the Rob Palenka-led Lakers. So we're all just kind of left waiting here. And the longer this kind of holds out, the longer that LeBron waits, the more awkward that this gets. And the only real deadline that is facing anybody is the training camp at the beginning of it. But with that said... LeBron has wanted the last few years to have an informal training camp with whatever roster it is that he's heading into the next season with. So I would imagine he wants this figured out sooner rather than later so that he can do that without his extension looming over it and without Russell Westbrook involved. Speaking of Russell Westbrook, I wrote this for Silver Screen and Roll. Russell Westbrook's relationship with Frank Vogel last year was a sort of equal parts frustration and hilarity. Vogel's crime, according to Westbrook, daring to hold his starting point guard accountable. Well, concept, I guess. Now, as Westbrook, the Lakers, and everyone watching brace for a potential second season of this broken partnership, apparently someone thinks it's a good idea to leak that Darvin Ham will be allowed to coach. This implies that A, Frank Vogel apparently wasn't, and now a rookie head coach will be trusted more than one who helped the Lakers win their 17th championship, and B, before this new relationship even begins, everyone is bracing for the wheels to fall off. Normally, when anything leaks, it's because someone thinks it's a good look for them. 
In this case, though, it's pretty difficult, maybe impossible, to figure out who benefits from get this getting out there. All this does is make things awkward for Ham, who, again, is preparing for his first season as an NBA head coach. It also, once again, sends the message to Westbrook that no one is actually excited about the prospect of bringing him back. And again, it craps on Vogel, who, I repeat, and it's weird I have to repeat this, won you an effing championship. So if the Lakers are in, are serious about being willing or even excited to bring Westbrook back, then they have to actually sound convincing in their enthusiasm. To this point, every time running it back is brought up, it feels like a threat to fans. Now, if they're prepping for eventually benching him, it feels like a threat to their brand new head coach. All this is to say, once again, that bringing Westbrook back just cannot be an option here. He knows it. The Lakers seem to know it. LeBron James sure as hell is indicating he knows it. A return can't happen. To be clear, there is still plenty of time for the Lakers to accept reality and move as many picks as it takes to jettison Westbrook and bring back some real help. The longer this goes on, though, the more opportunities the Lakers will have to show they don't have a grasp of what positive press even looks like. Elsewhere in the news, after Kendrick Nunn went on Spectrum with Chris McGee, my boy Geeter, and uh, said that he is 100%, he apparently... uh, Needs to work on his math? <laughs> according to reports, uh, this from Jovan Buha, according to reports, Kendrick Nunn still hasn't been cleared to do five-on-five work, which isn't 100%. Now, you can say that this isn't a big deal and that five-on-five at this stage of the offseason isn't that predominant in most of these guys' workouts. You would apparently know more than me. But LeBron played at the Drew League. Taylor Horton Tucker played at the Drew League. Kendrick Nunn tweeted about playing at the Drew League. So if you're you're holding out hope that Kendrick Nunn is going to play any kind of a role in this upcoming season, this is really bad news. Look, he had a bone bruise that kept him out of the entirety of last season. All of it. He didn't play a minute in the season last year. And now, a few months into the offseason, he apparently still wouldn't be able to play if the season started today, and clearly it doesn't, and clearly this there's, like I said with Westbrook a second ago, plenty of time to figure all of this out. And maybe because of the way that last year played out, the Lakers are being super careful in bringing Nunn back. Or Nunn and his camp are being very careful about his eventual return to the unpredictability that is five-on-five basketball. But at this stage of the offseason, this far removed from the initial injury, The fact that we're still talking about this? What the fuck, man? Good Lord. All right, that does it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown Podcast and this week's episode of the Silver Screen and Roll Podcast Network. Uh, Make sure, if you haven't checked them out over the course of the week, uh, Harrison and I broke down who broke uh, or hacked uh, Jeannie Buss' Twitter account. Aaron and I recorded a two-part pod yesterday discussing LeBron's extension, the trade for Kyrie, and and how that would impact that extension. Uh, We discussed this Kendrick Nunn stuff, and it's pretty wild to me that even Aaron is sitting here saying, "Uh." Uh, and then over the course of the week, we had some great stuff from Raj and Sabrina, um, and we had a really fun pod with uh, Jacob and Cooper at the very beginning of the week. So plenty of stuff to, to send you off into the weekend. I myself am going to enjoy a nice long family vacation weekend. I'll be back, though, Monday night with a lowdown. 
So until then, and until I talk to you guys next, I'm Anton Irwin, saying have a good one. Happy birthday, Avery. Dad, Dad loves you.